Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. So glad you stopped by. We hope that as you listen to today's sermon, the Holy Spirit through his word will refill you, recharge you, and equip you for the rest of your journey with him. Listen to today's sermon. Last week, Kofi gave us an interesting word about the gift that Jesus is. He made us see the sacrifice, the essence of the sacrifice of Jesus. There is one part of the message that touches me a lot, and we discuss it at the discipleship class again, which is about the adoption. The thought of God making us his children, God calling us to become his children. Looking at the Christmas story, when Jesus was born, before Jesus was born, um, John the Baptist was born. We know the story how the father became um, dumb. He couldn't speak until the day that he was born and when he was named. So I want us to read from Luke chapter 1. I'm reading from verse 62, 62 to 79. But I'll focus on two verses here. So Luke chapter 1, from verse 62. So this is about when John was named. And they went to the father to ask him what name should be given to the child. He asked for a slate. He wrote on it, his name will be called John. And then his mouth opened and he started praising God. And the Bible says he prophesied. So verse 67, then his father Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. He has taken care of his people and has set them free. He has raised up a mighty savior for us from the family of his servant David just as he has promised long ago through the mouth of his holy prophets that he will save us from our enemies and from the grip of all who hate us he has shown mercy to our ancestors and remembered his holy covenant the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham He granted us deliverance from our enemy's grip so that we could serve him without fear and be holy and righteous before him all of our days. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High because you will go ahead of the Lord to prepare his way and to give his people knowledge of salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God. His light from on high has visited us to shine on those who sit in darkness and in death's shadow and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Now the child continued to grow and to become spiritually strong. He lived in the wilderness until the day he appeared to Israel. 
My focus is on verse 73, 74. It said, The oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham, he granted us deliverance from our enemies so that we could serve him without fear and be holy and righteous before him all the days of our lives. Amen. The coming of Jesus Christ is God's way of deliverance. For so many years before the coming of Jesus, people tried to serve God. But people served God based on two principles. Either fear of punishment or because of the benefits they will get. So many people, even as of today, has received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But still, we have not received that deliverance that Jesus brought to us. The promise was not to um, make us just children of God, but to give us deliverance. Deliverance from our enemies. And the greatest enemy, the first enemy of mankind, is sin. The devil bringing sin to our lives. So God promised to give us deliverance from our enemies. That is deliverance from sin, deliverance from the devil. So that we must serve God the rest of our life without fear. To serve him in holiness and righteousness without fear. This is the promise that God has made. And this is the coming of Jesus Christ. So Jesus came to give us deliverance from sin. And this is the whole message of the gospel. The Bible says that the gospel is foolishness to the wise. Why? Because for us to please God, for us to be righteous people, then it requires effort. It requires we doing something to please God. It requires we consistently trying to weigh our sins against our goodness. But the Bible says our righteousness is like filthy rags. Our efforts is not enough. Therefore, God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for us. The death of Jesus Christ is simply this, that God has given his son to take away our sins. In Jesus Christ, God does not see us anymore. He does not see our sin. He sees Jesus and therefore, when we receive Jesus Christ, the Bible says that we have passed from death to life. God has received us as his children, and he has made us his children, not because of anything that we have done. The Bible says, for grace are we saved through faith. It is the gift of God. For a gift, you don't work for it. It is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. So no one can say, as for me, I have been this way. I have been right from day one. As for me, I have never sinned before. As for me, I have never done this before. No, that is not what counts. What counts is that I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. And the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is enough. Jesus never sinned. And that is who I am. For in God's eyes, I have never sinned before. Amen. In John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, verse 1 to 2, it says, See what kind of love the Father has given us. We are called God's children, and that is what we are. For this reason, the world does not recognize us, 
because it did not recognize him either. Dear friends, we are now God's children, but what we will be like has not been revealed yet. We know that when the Messiah is revealed, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope, based on him, keeps himself pure, just as the Messiah is pure. Amen. Now, so then comes the next question. If salvation is this free, if salvation, we, without any effort, without any work, God sees you as the child of God. So the Bible says, this is what we are. We are the children of God. It has nothing to do with your past. It has nothing to do with how good you were or how bad you were. It has to do with simply how righteous Jesus is and the position of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so Jesus is the son of God. Maybe I don't want us to read a lot of scriptures, but when you read, maybe let's read this scripture, a very interesting one, in Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8, from verse 12 to 31. Long scripture, but... Bible, in 1 Corinthians, talk about Jesus being the wisdom of God. And so Jesus, in Roma, um, Proverbs chapter 8, revealed what it means when he's referred to as the wisdom of God, or the begotten son. So people ask, what does it mean to be begotten? Let's read Proverbs chapter 8. So from Proverbs chapter 8, Jesus, Jesus speaking as wisdom. He says, I wisdom. I'm related to prudence. I know how to be discreet. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogance, an evil lifestyle, and perverted speech I despise. Counsel belongs to me. Along with sound judgment, I am understanding. Power belongs to me. Kings reign by me, and rulers dispense justice through me. By me, leaders rule, as do noble officials, and who govern. Let's move to verse 22, Proverbs 8 from verse 22. He said, the Lord made me as he began his planning before his ancient activity commenced. From eternity, I was appointed, I was appointed from the beginning, from before there was land. When there were no ocean deaths, I brought them to birth at a time when there were no springs. Before the mountains were shaped, before there were hills, I was bringing them forth. Even though he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the world's first grains of dust, when he crafted the heavens, I was there. When he marked out a circle on the face of the deep, when he made the clouds from above, when the springs of the depths were established, when he set a boundary for the sea, so the waters will not exceed his limits. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was with him, his master craftsman. I was his delight daily, continuously rejoicing in his presence, rejoicing in his inhabitable world and taking delight in mankind. Amen. This is Jesus describing himself being with God at the beginning of creation. The design of the earth, how the world should be like, everything, he says he was the craftsman. He designed it. 
everything he did, or all the world that we are seeing, is the work of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that the world was made by him and for him. But then the last verse, he said something very interesting. He says that God was just enjoying the presence of Jesus. He loved Jesus. He was just, God was rejoicing about Jesus. But Jesus' interest was on one particular thing, human beings. Of all the creation, the beautiful world he designed and everything, what was most important for him about all creation was mankind. Amen. And so Bibles called him the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the world. Before we could be born, before the world could be created, Jesus was interested in us. And so God knew that there would be sin, but Jesus knew that he would lay down his life to save us. And the Bible says that we are saved because we believe in Jesus Christ. And therefore, salvation is not dependent on any work. It is just dependent on this fact that Jesus Christ came to lay down his life for us. And the whole purpose is this, that we must serve God without fear all the days of our lives. Then comes the question of living righteous and holy life. So the question comes again. Yes, we have been saved. Does it mean that we should live anyhow? And because God has saved us and it has nothing to do with our works, then any life we live. No. Bible says that we must live a righteous and holy life without fear. Without fear. How can we live a righteous and holy life? It is by understanding what it means to be adopted of God. Amen. And that is what Nana Kofi um, explained. And let me give a little picture here. In um, Galatians chapter 4, it says that the hair, as long as the hair is a child, even though he owns everything, that hair is under the control of teachers. Until that hair gets matured enough to take charge of whatsoever has been given. If you have a child who you have, or a rich man had so much wealth, and this wealth belongs to his child when he's no more. Even though everything belongs to that child, if that child is behaving still childish, he has not gotten to the point where he can inherit the father. Until he gets to the position where he's matured enough to understand his roles and responsibility. And that is what it is to live in righteousness. It is we understanding what God has called us for. Let me use this simple illustration so that we end here. Now, let's get it this way. Let's say a child has been adopted from an orphanage. We have an orphanage just here, Osu Children's Home. So a child has been adopted from that orphanage. For all the life of this child, all this child had known is you struggle to get food. So even to get your food to eat, you have to lobby, you have to go around, you have to play games to get food. What you'll be given is not enough. Sometimes you are beaten before you get even food to eat. The life there is um, traumatic, difficult, and so on. So sometimes you have to steal, you have to do play games to survive. That is the culture the child grows up with. For that child, all his life has to do with struggling, playing games to survive. When this child is adopted into a good home, 
Everything in the home belongs to the child. The child becomes the master of the house. However, this child's mindset and culture is about the games being played at the orphanage. And so though this child is now a child of the master, of the great important person, and the heir to everything, if the child, until the child gets to that point of understanding and appreciating what it means to be the child of the house, the child will continue playing games. So you need food, and this child will steal to go and get food to eat. And the father will come and say, oh, why are you doing this? All is for you. Just eat what you want. If the child wants to drink, he has to hide and drink. The father finds us and said, the water is for you. The drinks are for you. Take whatsoever you have. Until that child gets to that position of understanding who he is, the child will continue living the life of the orphanage in the great man's house. Amen. When we receive Jesus Christ, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Until we get to understand who God is and what Christ has made us, we will continue to be playing the game of sin because sin looks more attractive. Let me bring in the story. Years ago, there was this young lady at Tema Secondary School whose father had traveled abroad and the father was working in the UK, so keeps sending her some pounds every month. This girl did not know the value of pounds, the British pounds, and was so bitter that the father had left her in the school instead of the weekly visit. Now every month sends her these pictures of this, um, which she, she doesn't see the value. There was this man, guy in the school, Realizing the guy, girl's complaint and frustration, just asked for the money and gave him CDs. So if it is 10 pounds, gives her 10 CDs or 20 CDs. And for the girl, this is the biggest. This is the most loving person he's ever met. Did not want to listen to the father again. Became very rebellious. The father visits once in a while, comes and this girl is attached to the guy and will not listen to anybody because he sees this guy more caring and loving than the father. The father did all he could, but never worked out. Until the girl completed school, the father has to get a means of getting her to the UK for holidays. When she got to the UK, then she realized the value of the money she's been receiving. She's been receiving peanuts and sacrificing all her wealth to this guy and rather thinks that this guy loves her more than the father. That is the life of many Christians. We love the pleasures of sin because we think that the devil is offering us something better. And so as long as we live in sin, it is because of our understanding and appreciation of the sacrifice that Jesus and what God has given to us. The Bible says that God has called us to live and to serve him without fear. God is not interested in we trying to live righteous and trying to live in the way that we are afraid. If we don't do it right, he will punish us. No, he's a loving father. And he's not interested in punishment. He's interested in the love of his children. He wants us to be like him. The Bible says that when he appears, we will be like him. 
as we keep on getting closer to him, as we keep on appreciating who he is, as we keep on, Bible says, that be transformed by the renewing of your mind to be able to appreciate all that God has given to us. As we keep on studying his word to know what is your intentions? Why this? Why that? Why should we do it this way? We get to know him better and we will appreciate this salvation that God has given us to us. It is deliverance from our enemies so that we will serve him without fear in righteousness and in holiness all the days of our lives. Amen. Let's be on our feet to pray. Even before the world was created, Christ was interested in us. He was ready to forgo the whole world. He was ready to forgo everything. He was not interested in the oceans, the land, all the beautiful things he created. His interest is in mankind, in us. The Bible says that he became the firstborn so that we will become the other children of God. Though he was God, he chose that position of becoming a son so that there will be other brothers and sisters, so that we will have this fellowship, so that we will have this right not just to be created, creatures of God. No, he moved us away from that position of creatures to that position of the children of God. That is what we are. We are the children of God. It doesn't matter anything it doesn't matter how you see yourself it doesn't matter your background this is the gift of salvation we hope this sermon blessed you if it did will you consider sharing it with a friend and if you're in accra looking for a spirit-filled community to worship with why don't you join us at mikado plaza the bonnie junction accra on sundays from 9 to 10 30 a.m you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Accra Church and visit our website, accrachurch.org, for more sermons. God bless you.